Next on the 5 o'clock report. 400,000 open jobs. All people are presumed innocent. The national parks will be closed. Processing of federal mortgages or student loan applications. All roads lead to Joe Biden. The ability to choose not to be registered to vote. Water climb up the driveway into the townhouse. It's not every day that a female gets to play college football. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Family Life News anchor Sarah Harnish. A couple of hours ago, New York Governor Kathy Hochul deployed another 250 National Guard troops to help with a migrant crisis in the Empire State that makes over 2,000 troops on hand at a cost of $22 million a day from you, the taxpayer. They're not returning illegal immigrants to the border. They're helping them fill out paperwork to get jobs to stay in New York. We have over 400,000 open jobs right now. Everything from farms to construction to restaurants, hotels, nursing homes and hospitals. My gosh, they could use workers right now. Meanwhile, a Christian homeschool family is facing deportation after 15 years in the United States. The Romaicas fled Germany to homeschool their seven kids. It's illegal to homeschool there, and they almost lost their children to the German state 15 years ago. They were interviewed by Fox News. We're seeing record numbers of illegals race across our southern border, most of which are claiming, loosely claiming some sort of a need for asylum. Your clients want to homeschool in a country that allows it, and Germany does not. The Romaica family has entered the country lawfully. They've been here lawfully for 15 years. Yes. They want to stay here lawfully, and there's a way to make that happen. Uva and Hanalore Romaica say the Obama administration reversed their status, and they fought it all the way up the system and lost. Now it's up to President Biden to intervene, or they will be sent back to Germany. Why you guys? Why were you chosen for deportation at this point? What are they telling you? They didn't tell us anything. Uh, we don't really know why. We wonder that ourselves. If you were returned to Germany and you wanted to continue to homeschool, what would happen? The laws there hadn't changed and uh, we would face the same persecution as we did back then. The family has the backing of the Homeschool Legal Defense Organization. They've just been told they have weeks to secure German passports and leave the country. Authorities in Hawaii are finally letting some residents go back to their homes in Lahaina for the first time since wildfires destroyed 2,200 buildings seven weeks ago. But they're urged not to sift through ashes over concerns about raising toxic dust. Those fires burned thousands of buildings there and killed at least 97 people. New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez is denying wrongdoing after prosecutors charged him with taking bribes from the nation of Egypt. There was some speculation that he might step down, but that did not happen today at his press conference. All people are presumed innocent until proven guilty. All people. I ask for nothing more and deserve nothing less. Menendez is set to be arraigned Wednesday morning in a federal courthouse in New York. This story is a big deal because it may disrupt the balance of power in the U.S. Senate, which hangs by one seat. Now to the federal budget. There is less than a week for the U.S. House to agree on spending cuts and come up with an agreement to stop a government shutdown. What does the budget mean to you? From the point of view of um, a typical citizen, that would look like services missing that you might normally have, right? So the national parks would be 
closed and certain other programs would not be operating, such as things like processing of federal mortgages or student loan applications, or if you had a customer service question about your social security check. Millions of government workers also wouldn't get paid until a budget is reached. There's new hope in the effort to get Tinseltown up and running again. The 146-day-old writer's strike could be winding down as soon as tomorrow. That means your favorite TV shows could be back on the air by early next year. Here's correspondent Elaine Lowe. If writers' rooms get back by October, then production is feasible by January. Of course, this is entirely dependent on whether the SAG-AFTRA strike gets resolved within that time frame as well. A tentative deal has been reached on pay, benefits, and the use of artificial intelligence. The United Auto Workers strike is on day 11, and it's starting to get real for everyday Americans. Depending on what kind of parts you need, if you need a car repair coming up, that could become more complicated in the days and weeks ahead. The UAW has made some progress with Ford, but not the other two of Detroit's big three. President Biden plans to join those striking workers on the picket lines tomorrow in Detroit. Today, Senator Dick Durbin joined the workers at a plant in Illinois. We've got to share this wealth and share this success. The automakers say giving 40 percent raises to every employee nationwide will put them out of business. Former President Trump will talk to auto workers on Wednesday, the night of the second GOP presidential debate, which he intends to skip. RNC chairwoman Ronna McDaniel says this. Oh, I want him to attend a debate. And he knows that. Everybody knows. I think the other candidates also want him to attend a debate. Trump still leads all the others in the GOP field by quite a substantial margin. The first House impeachment inquiry hearing into President Biden happens this Thursday on Capitol Hill. Here's Oversight Committee Chair James Comer of Kentucky. All roads lead to Joe Biden. From day one, this has been an investigation of Joe Biden, not his son. His son is a key central figure because we believe Hunter was the front man for the Biden family influence scheme. Comer claims bank records, emails, and phone calls prove the president's involvement in a public corruption scheme. The White House calls the probe extreme politics at its worst. Two weeks after 9-11, two more firefighters have died from the chemicals that they inhaled at Ground Zero. EMT Hilda Venata and retired firefighter Robert Foco both died from 9-11 related illnesses. This brings the total number of FDNY members who have died from such illnesses after the attacks to 343, equal to the number who died on 9-11. And NASA's seven-year asteroid exploration project has wrapped up with a souvenir. A capsule carrying the space agency's first asteroid fragments landed in the Utah desert yesterday. Here's mission specialist Dante Loretto. We think we've got a lot of sample in that in that science canister, and we can't wait to, to crack into it. A robotic spacecraft was launched in 2016 and landed on an asteroid in 2020 where it collected samples. Scientists are now studying those samples to learn more about how asteroids could impact Earth someday. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, DUIs may be changing in New York State. Three strikes you're out for fans and the four-day week at a school in Pennsylvania. Those stories after weather with Josh Nichols. This is Family Life News. This is meteorologist Josh Nichols. Drier air is attempting to come in from the north, and so that's why we have varying amounts of clouds for tonight. There could even still be a couple of spotty showers. Patchy fog is possible early on in the morning. We'll be dropping back into the 50s. Tomorrow brings a partly sunny sky. The high in the upper 60s. Wednesday's partly sunny. The high near 70. Sounds like perfect fall weather. Thank you, Josh. Check in the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. Automatic voter registration. 
registration, a hot topic in the Keystone State. Pennsylvania Secretary of Commonwealth Al Schmidt responded today to critics of the brand new registration system at the DMV. Go to renew your license and your voter registration is done also. Initially, you had to opt in, but now you have to opt out of voting. You have the ability to opt out. You have the ability to choose not to be registered to vote should you want to do that. Schmidt sees nothing wrong with the new system. He's faced critics, though, that say it will allow illegal immigrants to also vote. If you're a non-citizen in Pennsylvania and you're here legally, you have work papers, you have stay papers, you have your foreign passport, visa, all the rest, you're eligible to get a driver's license. If you are, your record indicates that you are not a citizen. So non-citizens would not be prompted to register to vote. He says the box that allows you to opt out won't pop up for them. Lawmakers were huddled in Albany listening to testimonies of people killed by drunk drivers in the Empire State, like 12-year-old Boy Scout. Out Andrew Morris. What I promised on his deathbed was that we would never stop fighting for him. There's now a bill in the works that, if passed, would lower the legal blood alcohol concentration limit from 0.08 to 0.05. Onondaga County has been awash with rainfall. In just 24 hours, some neighbors got the amount of rain they usually get in two months. In the Syracuse suburb of Clay, residents like Jeffrey Reiser had water in their homes, even though they don't live in a flood zone. In the 30 years here, I've never had water climb up the driveway into the townhouse. Deborah Bernhardt told CNY it was a case of neighbors helping neighbors when another heavy rain flooded streets and homes this past week. Neighbors around here were on paddle boards. They blew up rafts just to make sure all the people were okay. Afterwards, she was salvaging belongings that were soaked. Took loads and loads and loads of precious things out of here. Clay City officials are hoping New York's governor will declare a disaster area to open up more funding to those with building damage. A Pennsylvania bill would require elevators in new residential buildings. Family Life's Greg Gillespie has this story. Two Pennsylvania lawmakers want to require elevators in multi-story apartments and condos with no less than two elevators per building. The bill came after one resident complained about a building that had ongoing elevator outages. That caused older and disabled residents to have to use the stairs. The proposed law would also require at least one elevator must be operational at all times. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. New York State has implemented a new three-strikes-in-your-out policy for unruly fans in the stands. Those who blow their top could get booted from high school games. Reporter James De La Fuente with News 10 has more. According to the new policy, the first offense will result in a warning to stop negative comments or actions. The second warning is a discussion of the new rules with the spectator and a reminder that the third offense will result in the removal from a game. Once removed from a game, the spectator will have to complete a parent credential course or face a one-time game suspension. The new fan behavior policy takes effect immediately for all high school sports in all districts in New York. A school in Johnstown, Pennsylvania is reinventing the work week and so far it seems to be working. Bishop McCourt Catholic High School has gone to a four-day week, Monday through Thursday with an optional learning day on Friday. On the day children aren't in school, the district offers extra tutoring, SAT prep, and field trips. Although the national average for gas prices fell four cents last week, many places in our listening area have watched pump prices continue to climb. Erie is the highest in the western half of Pennsylvania today, clocking in at three ninety four a gallon. Some stations across southwestern New York are just under four dollars. Analysts say it will be mid.
mid-December before the winter blend prices kick in. And the Allegheny National Forest just celebrated a birthday this past weekend, the centennial of its official designation. The celebration at Twin Falls included forest service exhibits, tree planting, scavenger hunts, and guided nature hikes, a hundred years labeled as the Allegheny National Forest. It's time next for tonight's market report brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks are higher today. Government shutdowns hanging over Washington as Congress has yet to come up with a plan on spending. Too long of a government shutdown could disrupt or slow economic growth. The Hollywood writers and actors have come to a possible labor agreement ending their 150-day-old strike. Screenwriters seek to have a larger portion of streaming revenues and protection from AI use in the industry. Amazon investing $4 billion in AI company Anthropic to rival OpenAI, the investment allowing Amazon to compete in the AI realm along with Microsoft and Google. As U.S. credit card debt passes over the $1 trillion mark, credit card companies are facing losses not seen since the Great Depression, that according to Goldman Sachs. Crude oil today closing under $90 a barrel. The Dow gaining 43 points, the Nasdaq up 59, and the S&P 500 adding 17. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Today, quotable quotes about investing. Hi, I'm Rob West with the Faith and Finance Minute. Blogger Nick Majoli compiled these in a recent post. Famed investor Benjamin Graham said, The investor's worst enemy is likely to be himself. That's a warning not to get carried away by emotions that lead to bad decisions. On that same point, Paul Samuelson said, Investing should be more like watching paint dry or watching grass grow. In other words, don't try to rush things. Here's one more from Philip Fisher. The stock market is filled with individuals who know the price of everything, but the value of nothing. Well, investing is important to prepare financially for later life, but always keep your eye on the long term. It will pay off. Get biblical answers to your financial questions in the FaithFi community. Download FaithFi, Faith and Finance in your app store or visit faithfi.com. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, a woman just made a quarterback hurry in an NCAA game. If you don't follow football, that's the first time it's ever happened in American history. She's the only girl on the college team, and we have her incredible story after one last check of weather with Josh Nichols. The region torn between the departing remnants of Ophelia and a disturbance coming in from the west. And so that's why we have varying amounts of clouds for tonight. There could even still be a couple of spotty showers, especially over northwestern Pennsylvania and southwestern York with the approach of that disturbance from the west. Temperatures tonight will be dropping back into the 50s. And with the exception of western Pennsylvania on Tuesday, everybody climbs into the mid-60s with clouds and developing sun. Thank you so much, Josh. Finally, at five for the first time ever, a woman played in an NCAA game, and she's not a kicker. After more than two years being benched, Haley Van Voorhis tackled a quarterback this past weekend and took him to the ground. It was the first time a female was on the field in that capacity in a college game ever in U.S. history. We saw some history made here today. It's not every day that a female gets to play college football, so, you know, the, the sideline was going crazy. 
It was just a great moment. Von Voris is a five foot six safety and registered a quarterback hurry for Shenandoah University. Did that quarterback know what or who hit him? I've had some people come up to after the game until I take my helmet off. They're like, Dude, I didn't know you were even a girl. She started playing flag football at 10 years old and then played on her guy's high school football team. Did it take any convincing your parents to let you play a game with a bunch of boys? As long as I was happy and did what I love, they were all for it. She says it is rough, though. The guys are bigger, stronger, and faster. To push myself past where I think I can go has helped me a lot to create new opportunities along the way and show that, like, hey, this can be done. Lots of weights, lots of extra work, but it paid off the first woman's safety in an NCAA game. And that is the world that we live in for Monday, September 25th. I'm Sarah Harnish, and this is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life.